Hey. <laughs> hey. Wait, let me, yeah. let me start. Uh, You're out in the woods. Yeah. Are those trees? Uh, yeah, there. Uh, there's trees. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. I'm going live on, on Facebook. So that, And then I also am going to turn on my Instagram live. So some people tune in at noon oh. to see who I'm chatting with. So if, if uh, but that's, so if any, somebody wanted to join, like people in the monastery, right? We know. Oh yeah, Facebook Live. Facebook Live okay. is the best place to do and, it. And Facebook Live. What if they're not friends of yours? What if they're enemies? <laughs> oh yeah, no, just just click on enemies. It won't be long. You'll be having uh, that. They'll have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, let me just start this, this Instagram thing. Okay, go see. ahead. And then, and then we're, we're good. Um, Should I be outdoors too? or? <laughs> I feel like um, it's cold enough for the both of us out here. Oh, I gotcha. made tea also in your honor because I know you're a tea drinker. Yeah, well, I like, yeah, I prefer coffee, yeah, but I'll drink, I'll drink anything. What is, does the coffee bother you somehow or are you just... Uh, no, 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 I drink, I have coffee right here that says, you know, this is my new cup. This, this one of my people on uh, Open Heart Meditation sent me this uh, thank you cup, and so. It, but it looks like I'm saying thank you to to you guys, but I'm actually it's for me actually. I also have a. I'm saying. Yeah. What's that? I'm saying Zabars. I'm saying Zabars. Very nice. Zabars that uh, you know that deli in New York where they get oh. smoked fish and stuff. Wonderful. No, I'm not familiar with that, but then I haven't been there quite a while. I don't have a bad bad memory, so. You know Zingerman's in there's yeah. one that's in yeah. Zingerman's in yeah. Ann Arbor. Oh yeah, I know that. It's basically the Zingermans of New York, yeah. but have you been but, to? Uh, I haven't been there. Have you been to Cape, Cafe Martin in? Uh, is it Brooklyn? Yeah, Cafe. One of my one of my students uh, owns that Cafe Martin in Brooklyn. Her name is Jen. Wow. You should stumble in there one of these days and and uh, okay. see if she's got any free coffee. <laughs> I'll do that. Oh, hey, Unio, I can hear you in the background. Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm here. here. I'll, I'll bring her around Hi. here to the. And there, the Chazon's here too. We miss you. Oh, in the woods. That's perfect for Chazon because he was a woods conservator. Yeah, he's he's still kind of kind of woody too. Yeah, he's uh, he, he he builds stuff and chops things down. Yes. I'm going to uh, just say to people what we're doing here. So I'm Ethan. I'm in the hammock. This is my daily sort of chat show where I chat yeah. with. <laughs> friends and creative people so and people I love um, about this and that. It good. happens in the hammock, weather permitting, and today the weather is permitting. Hammocks are great. My guest, today, yeah. my guest today is an amazing guy. He's mm -hmm. Sokuzan. He's a Zen teacher. He's a meditation teacher. I'm looking forward he's to meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> sounds interesting, right? You want to this guy? He's an artist. Can I call you an artist? Uh, yeah. Creative. Yeah. yeah. Create. I make stuff. Maybe a Lapsed, a lapse artist? Like, I call myself a lapsed opera singer now. So. Mm, no, I'm still, I'm still delapsing. I'm, I'm still making up stuff, yeah. Not, not a lot, but little doodles here and there. But I made a dog. There's a dog over there. You, hey, you're a dog oh, person. Yeah. Get that little dog picture. This is, this is a, I made this for a student of mine, uh, Dr. Mark Hirsch, down in uh, Bowling Green. Oh, God, that looks like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like Faulkner. Hold it up. I'm going to turn the camera. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, my take God, a picture. that looks like our, our beautiful Faulkner with the, with, yeah. the, with the Yoda ears. Yeah, he's got really big big ears, yeah. 
smile. That is gorgeous. Oh my god. Are you reproducing that? I want it. Okay, I can. Yeah, I'll reproduce it. Uh, take this out and get oh a reproduce. <laughs> corn yeah because uh, all the cereal uh, uh, a little over a hundred years ago uh, there was uh, on Porter Street in Battle Creek there were 40 what well, they had to ha- had any rules around food production there were 40 uh, garages and every one of them they were in there cooking corn rolling it out and making cereal and then uh, the only two that survived on, on Porter Street uh, back in the early uh, late 1800s were uh, WK Kellogg and CW post post cereals are now general foods so yeah, and they um, they survived. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It's funny, and, you know. By the way, I'm in the woods. If, if people who are watching, I'm sorry. On, on Instagram, you can just see me. If you want to see both of us, go to Facebook Live um, and uh, and check it out. But hello, hey Junshu, and some of your people are, are watching. Yeah. So in Brooklyn, I'm in the woods now. But in Brooklyn, we're spending the pandemic out here in yeah. Massachusetts. So good idea. Um, but in Brooklyn, there's many breweries and only that now there's only one but it's similar like there in battle creek there were dozens if not hundreds of people making cereal in brooklyn it was like milwaukee back in the 19th century there were just dozens and dozens of brewer breweries yeah so that's what was going on <clears throat> uh, smells like beer which is not <laughs> as nice as a town that smells like cereal yeah. yeah i had one student that that hates that smell and i had to move out of here is it Wednesday? <laughs> uh, Wednesday. she she moved up to traverse city and uh, there's other smells up there, so I think they go to irritating or two, probably. It's interesting when a single sense yeah. starts to dominate, yeah, and take over your life. Yeah. Out here in the woods, one of the beautiful things here, we're out near the end of Cape Cod, is the silence. And I have extremely overly acute ears. Yeah. They were ears that they were helpful for me as a singer, but as a person living in the world, they can be a real pain in the ass. Yes, um, I'm always bothered by sounds. Here was always a reprieve and a relief, but yeah. about a month after we got here, we came up here March 12th, about a month later, we started to hear the following. Oh, hmm. oh, oh. And it wasn't just me doing that. Yeah. It was actually, we don't, we still to this day, almost a year later, we don't know what it is. Sometimes in the middle mm. of the night, it's something wow. electric or, yeah. Yeah. So what does one do about being overwhelmed by a single sense. Well, if it is a, if you're a meditator, if you have a, if you have any kind of mind training practice, that you would just include it, but you wouldn't abandon it for what it is. Anytime you look, anytime you're experiencing anything in any of the sense fields, including the mind, if you if you experience it directly, then just uh, uh, don't label it, uh, even though it might give you some kind of intellectual understanding or knowledge about it. But it doesn't particularly help with mind training. It just helps with strengthening what's already muscle-bound, which is the intellect. Now, that is 
some ways, like a lot of things, maybe easier said than done. Yeah. Because if you're an irritable, if you're an irritable person, meaning on the ear, top of, yeah, very, yeah, <laughs> with two ears. Yeah, two ears. <laughs> um, oh, hey, Kevin Townley, what's up, man? Good to see you. Uh, if you go to Facebook Live, you can see both of us. But I'm here with Sokas on. I'm in the hammock, and it's uh, thanks for tuning in. So, like, if I if I try, if one tries to just notice a thing that's irritating yeah. and just say, okay, I'm not going to label it, I'm not going to rebel against it, I'm just going to include it. Um, simultaneously, there, there could be what feels like a war going on. Sure. I want to get up, I want to call somebody, I want to yell at somebody, I want to yeah. chop down that telephone pole that might be making the noise. Yeah. All of that desire to act, that's what yeah. we do as humans, I guess. We do. We want to do stuff. Oh, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. What's the yeah. question? <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. I missed you. I, I, I you too. <laughs> so, um, listen, if anyone's watching who's never meditated or is curious about it, or, or a lot of people say, oh, I'm terrible at meditating, you should meet Sokazan. You should watch some of his talks and get to know him. He's, a, he's not only a delightful guy, but he's, a, he's very insightful. Delightful mm -hmm. and insightful. I, that's what I would yeah. say. Um, but maybe I just need to get to know you better. <laughs> uh, yes, there's still time. <laughs> Even though I'm almost 80, there's still time. Yeah. Oh, my dad's also uh, in, in your uh, class of... Uh, really? I shouldn't say that publicly. Maybe he's trying to get cast as a young guy in a movie, but uh, <laughs> class of 41. Class of 41, yeah. That's us. It's interesting. When you're in Italy, like when they're talking... Like when I, I used to work there, they'd say, how old are you? I, you know, I was born in 68. And those people will refer to themselves as 68. They say, yeah. Santotto. It sounds like you're saying I'm 68, but it means you're born. Born in 68. 68. It's a weird thing. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Um, is the world on fire? Yeah. It is. Is it more on fire than ever, or is this just, no, it's is a, just a fire that it blows? It's just, uh, it's just a, a reunion uh, with all of us with the Peloponnesian Wars. We all come in. We all, we're all back there, and here we are again. And, uh, and not only that, but any, anything, I just picked that one out because it's 2,500 years ago and it was somewhat synchronous with the life of the Buddha. So Peloponnesian Wars, there was a, there was a plague going on there. There were people killing and abusing other people. There was a political um, um, uh, difficulties in, in, in uh, you know, this, the, uh, the, the Sparta and Greece and everything. And they were just, uh, it was a mess, like it is now, kind of. I love about your teaching, and forgive me if I'm misquoting or misstating anything, but the idea of a non-gaining practice. You meditate and you do what you do, not to get somewhere else or not to gain yeah. some credentials or to gain, really to gain, yeah. not to gain anything. That's a revolutionary idea, especially for a lot of people like yeah. me who grew up with a ton of ambition and worry about the future and what sure. am I going to achieve and how am I going to match up to everybody else. That's so it. a pursuit that's non-gaining is revolutionary. Yep, it's radical. It's radical just to say I'm not trying to get anywhere. Yeah. And the it's idea, simple, the, the idea that the most radical things eventually become, like trees, uh, eventually become uh, the, the trunk of the tree and the branches and the leaves and they become something else. Whereas a radical practice doesn't abandon the root. Uh, it also does not discover the root. If it discovers the root, then we're right back into spiritual or scientific or or cultural materialism of trying to get somewhere else, somewhere else. If you want to go somewhere else, you might want to start by just being where you're at. That might take some time. It's called meditation. Yeah. 
guys. Start by being where you're at. Again, what I loved, and I had this experience, and I don't, I don't, I should tell anyone who's watching, I'm not um, a regular practitioner. I aspire uh, to be. I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I'm a mess when it comes to all this stuff. <laughs> but um, I found spending some time with you at your monastery in Sokokoji, um, I had that feeling of it being revelatory. I remember on my flight home, I stopped uh, at a stopover and I called a friend and I was I felt like I had somehow gotten an insight into something that uh, apparently I didn't, but <laughs> it really felt like... Yeah, you did. It felt like... You got no, them. I did, but it was, it was an incredible sense of, I guess, simplicity within... I don't know what. I don't know. I can't put words to it. But anyway, I encourage people, if they're interested in meditation or in Buddhism or in just uh, maybe not feeling... Uh, as confused as they usually feel, to tune in to Soku Koji. Sokuzan is my guest. Um, can you say something about what the word, what your name means? Uh, yes, Sokuzan. Uh, I've gotten a few names, a few from uh, my my root teacher, who was a uh, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, and then uh, and then my the most recent name that I've gotten as a Buddhist uh, name is uh, uh, Sokuzan, which means uh, Soku means immediate or this or right now uh, is a, a Japanese word soku and zan means mountain so uh, you could say uh, as it is mountain or immediate mountain or suchness mountain or there's all kinds of things it's just uh, a mountain and here it is yeah I remember something uh, or just remembered something that you uh, suggested mm -hmm. when we were talking one-on-one yeah. -on -one. uh -huh. It's, uh, it's actually stealing uh, when someone's talking to you. If you do anything other than just receive, if you acknowledge, if you interrupt, if you don't wait for the period, as I sometimes say, then you're actually, even though you might not think you're a thief, but you're stealing that person's actually uh, time on stage. You know, you're taking it away because you're interrupting. Even applause for someone is interrupting. You know, applause, interestingly, in ancient Rome, that was the sound the audience would make tell the person to get the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's true. No, it's I bet true. it is. It meant to drive away. It meant to drive away. Like, yeah. it meant to get out of here. Drive away. <laughs> I like it. It's called the raspberry. Like, yeah. The raspberry. Yeah, I like that. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. I learned that. The other thing I learned watching, it was like a theater talk, late night TV show in Italy. Someone was talking about the fact that the word I guess teatro or theater, I guess in the Greek origin, I don't know the exact root, but the origin, it meant all eyes focused on a single point. Oh, it's, teatro. It's a very simple, beautiful idea. Like, that's what a theater is. It's just the one place you go where everyone is suddenly focused. Well, on that's a meditation point. hall. That's a zendo, teatro. Right. Zen teatro. <laughs> Teatro yeah. dello Zen. Teatro dello Zen. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's a uh, we got one of those. It's called a monastery. <laughs> the beautiful thing is that in your form of meditation, you're 
information there at Sokokoji. Um, the um, Shikantaza. Shikantaza. Is what I call it. Where uh, you're, you're, you teach people to, you're standing yeah. at the wall. All, all, uh, all audience and no, no performance. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so cheap. The set design, I know. the costume design, <laughs> it sucks. very cheap. It is. It's getting worse. <laughs> but occasionally we paint the wall white. Uh, about once every four years because it gets smoky with incense smoke we run a few rollers over it and get it white again and then everybody's happy for a couple weeks <laughs> also get smoky with people's breath you're just standing like this close you're sitting this close to the wall some it's a lot of humidity on it, yeah 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 I, I hadn't thought about that i'll check that out <laughs> what i would suggest to people again i don't do this great regularity or any regularity to be honest <laughs> but it's an amazing practice um, you can check out Sokuzan's talks. He speaks very regularly on YouTube and at, at the Soku Koji website. Um, but the practice is really amazing. It's not uh, if you've done any meditation training with breathing or counting or anything else or a mantra. This is uh, really pared down. It's just sitting, looking at the wall, and the way you instruct is you say, "Sit still and watch what continues to move." I do. Sounds like a beautiful little paradox. Yeah. What is, what could you give that instruction, which I might have just mangled? Uh, sit, yeah, it's you know, pretty close. Sit down, hold still. Uh, the, uh, sometimes I'll say, put everything on receive. <clears throat> All the six sense fields, including the mind, whatever shows up, thoughts, smells, taste, touch, sounds out in the street, or uh, however the wall looks, just receive through all the six sense fields. Be a good host. Just receive everything for few hours. And I have a four-hour hourglass if anybody's interested. So this is four hours of meditation. Wait, wait. Huh? Wait, yeah. Are you sure that's not Chianti? What is that? No, this is not Chianti. This is from a, a friend of mine and kind of a student of mine, uh, uh, Bob Holman, who is a New York poet, actually. He lives in New York. Does he live in Brooklyn? I'm not sure where, but Bob Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, a very good poet. Bob Holman. And he's a uh, uh, he's, uh, and anyway, he, he knows that I uh, recommend that people do a short personal retreat called block sitting. And um, uh, so you turn it over and it, well, it just keeps on going. But you're not supposed to turn it over until the four hours is up. Well, a four hour glass. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so the, uh, some people watching might not know if you're being facetious. No, but not. He is not. These guys, they meditate for many, many hours. Yeah, there, so lots of hours. Yep. Sit still, lots hold still. Sit still, hold still, all the senses open, including the eyes. Look at the wall. Put something in where nothing has happened. It could be a wall. It could be a refrigerator. It can be a, uh, uh, the, 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 bar, uh, the uh, trunk of a tree, something. Just hold something where nothing's moving and just put everything on receive. And then watch what's happening without commenting. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When you say you're going to watch, some, you're going to find a place where nothing's happening. Yeah. So, for example, you could just sit in the U.S. Senate. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to try to do a political joke. No, I think it's a great political <laughs> joke. Although yesterday it seemed like a whole lot of shit went down there, didn't it? That's correct. Yeah. I realized yeah. the joke misfired because yeah. yesterday. Well, yeah. it would have worked yeah. two days ago but when with the the do nothing. Republican. Yeah. Do, uh, yeah. yeah. The do nothing yeah. Congress, Mitch McConnell. He spent yeah. uh, four yeah. years now doing nothing but voting yeah. on judges. It was just a rubber stamp for. I know. Uh, yeah, it was. It's, it's pretty sad, but you know, it's dependent origination. As I said, it was going on 2,500 years ago. It was going on 80 years ago. It was going on uh, 
Forty years. It's it's, it's been it's it's a, it's a it's dependent. Nobody's to blame for it. Singularity. No one's to blame. It's a it's a cooperative delusion. Can you can you say more about that phrase? Uh, dependent origination. It means that nothing. The basic teaching of the Buddha. It was not a. It was. It wasn't just believe everything I say. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, see. See for yourself that everything that shows up as a singularity gets its identity, including human beings, including rabbits, including trees, including uh, your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, gets its its apparent singularity uh, from uh, everything else. So everything you see is dependent on everything else for its uh, for its uh, solid or apparent solitude as an item or a thing or some kind of a, um, uh, substantial uh, entity separate from everything else. So nothing is separate. But when people uh, uh, are born and live in a in a life with no mind training, even though they're highly intelligent and can become philosophers or psychologists or doctors, lawyers, and so on. Uh, they're they're still operating out of their belief and their opinions, their conclusions. Whereas someone who has trained their mind and has realized their true nature, uh, they they no longer see other things. They only see their own. They only see themselves everywhere. They don't see someone else. So therefore, everyone there's no enemies anymore. If you if you made friends with this one, then you don't have any more enemies because all the enemies that are out there actually start here. That's <laughs> called a projection. So make friends with this. The warfare is over. Not, I'm not saying people will stop, won't stop rushing you with AK-47s, but how you work with that might be different uh, than it would have been uh, if you had your own AK-47. Speaking of AK-47s, you were a Marine, is that right? I was. Yeah, I never killed anybody, but I was trained to do that um, in uh, 1959 is when I went in the Marine Corps. Is that Paris Island or the other place? I went to uh, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San Diego. A lot nicer weather. Yeah. Is that the one that's on that island right off of San Diego? Or no, it's nope. uh, Pendleton, like north yeah. of San Diego. Uh, Pendleton is uh, actually a sec- second infantry training regiment, uh, USMC. So that's where you... I went there for infantry training how to how to kill people, basically, and how to run up the sides of mountains with a bunch of 782 gear uh, loading you down full of coconuts. I don't know what they had in it, but they put something in it. <laughs> Island retreat. <laughs> it was it was fun. About every about every uh, four or five days, something funny would happen. <laughs> that was it. Um, and then you went to the Art Institute of Chicago. Is I did. Right? Yeah. Then I went. I went to. I studied fine art and uh, painting and sculpture there at the Art Institute of Chicago for a couple of years. I never. I never was there long enough to get a degree. I also went to the uh, study the Corcoran Gallery in Washington D.C. Uh, before I went to uh, the Art Institute, I studied art. Um, I'll just, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I do. A lot of comedians, almost all comedians, will tell you that if they get into it with them, or even if you just listen to their jokes on some level, yeah, you can kind of feel and hear that they got into it through their suffering. Mm-hmm. They went through something painful, yeah. or that, that just became their way of dealing with the the misery and the pain of being a human. Yes. Um, is, is that true also about Zen teachers or Zen practitioners? Sure. Well, I think it's true. Get to it through I, I think so. I mean, you you try everything, and if nothing seems to work uh, to to alleviate your distress or your sadness or your anxiety, then you might stumble into a meditation teacher, which I was very lucky to do in 1973 when I met my uh, uh, my teacher, uh, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. Uh, 
and studied under him. Then I met Coben uh, in um, in, two, in uh, uh, 1990 after Rinpoche, Trungpa Rinpoche had passed away a couple years before then, and I met Coben. So I had two teachers. One is in the Tibetan tradition, one in the Japanese Zen Soto lineage of, excuse me, of Japan. such a big, important, earth-shattering thought, and yes. it just went away. What All do right. I do with that? It just went away. Say bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't chase it. I don't have to berate myself. Oh, I just came back. Oh, good. If people who land in the world of doing Zen and, really, and practicing mindfulness and practicing meditation tend to come at it through a feeling of either frustration or maybe suffering of some kind. Is it possible that, for example, if you were to take the con Congress, like let's take the U.S. Senate, those were a lot of very high-achieving people. Yes. Many of whom probably, many of whom probably don't think of themselves as people who suffer or who are, or, or who are confused or who are lost. So yeah. is, it, is it possible or true that you're very unlikely to find mindful people working uh, on just sort of these concepts of, of I guess, just staying in one place yeah. and, uh, in um, those halls of power. In other words, you're, you're more likely to find confused people. Is that true? Looks like it to me. I mean, you're kind of describing it, uh, how it looks. Uh, it very, it's very, a person really has to suffer quite a bit to even stumble into for Buddhism or for the practice, sitting practice of meditation, shikantaza, or or the other practices coming out of uh, ancient uh, uh, Tibet, uh, Mahamudra practice, or a Zogchen. Uh, in order to do those kind of practices, because they seem so, what, counterproductive to the materialistic outlook of getting somewhere, accomplishing them, getting degrees, and getting ahead, and not falling behind, and living, uh, and ignoring uh, impermanence, or death comes without warning. We ignore that. Uh, most people do, but when you, when you, when you're put upon by your own feelings, your own neurosis, your own conditioning, your maybe your parents, or your whatever's happening, or your particular karma, you may find yourself looking to a, a radical or a very, a very a minimalist approach to working with it, which is a, I call it a transcendental do-it-yourself project. And it is a do-it-yourself, but you really need some kind of a structure. And in Buddhism, for 2,500 years, it has been the algorithm. There is the Buddha or the teacher. The teaching, or the that everything is dependently arisen, nothing comes from its own side, is a singularity. And uh, other aspects of the teaching are you need to train your mind. You need to find a so you need a teacher, you need a, a training and a teaching, and then you need a community. Without the, without all of the three of those, it's very difficult to to keep it afloat. As far as the awareness practice, as far as uh, supporting one's uh, innate sanity about the nature of being a human being, being a living being, coming in and out of this. Uh, of this uh, realm over and over and over again, sometimes called rebirth. There's no one particular reborn, so there's no, really no reincarnation, but there's rebirth. I'm happy I was able to make that clear to you. You were. I, I was just thinking how I'm looking forward to, well, I'm looking forward to the end of the pandemic for various reasons, but really? I'd love to come out and spend another, spend another Love to have you come. So, Absolutely. You know, how's, how, how's everyone faring out there? We're, we're, your, your, the work continues, but more remotely? 
yeah, we're doing Zoom. Thank, thank, uh, uh, thank God for to thank somebody. Thank God for Zoom, and uh, we've got that, and that has helped us. And actually, because of the very nature of a monastery, is you're basically socially distancing way before that ever was a word. You're getting away from everything. You're you've left that, and you sit down and you train your mind. So it hasn't been too odd for us, has it? We just it's been odd because we don't want to contaminate anybody, but some people. Uh, uh, you know, we just figured out a different way to move the form around so people can continue to practice. And I think we have what? How many residents do we have there? 12, we have twelve. Huh? Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. We have to count Rumi, who's only two. So he he's a oh, yeah. he's a an early monk. Uh, early. <laughs> I want to meet him in person. I've only met him uh, remotely. Yeah, you you would you would really hit it off, huh? During, some of, the, during yeah. some of the talks. I yeah, yeah he comments, you know, sometimes now and then if we can't shut the sound off. Everyone, everyone's a critic. A <laughs> I know it. Yeah, and he's always wanting to chant, and he's wanting to come into the zendo, and he's tried to climb up on the teacher's... Well, he actually, I has climbed up on the teacher's chair and tried to take over when I wasn't there. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense yet, so that's good. It's an insurrection. It's, it's an insurrection. Yeah, it's an insurrection. And think about that. <laughs> Next time we catch him up there, this we'll we'll title it insurrection. Okay. And um, he would probably say okay. he would say baby insurrection. That's how he would say it. <laughs> he refers to himself as the baby. Yes. I wanted to uh, listen. Thank you for your time. I just wanted to thank do you. a little station identification. I'm Ethan. This is the hammock. I'm here in the hammock. It's my noontime chat show with interesting, creative. Um, wonderful people. Today, my guest is Sokuzan, a Zen teacher from, and then the abbot at the Soku Koji Buddhist Temple and Monastery in Battle Creek, Michigan. You should go check out his talks and uh, learn that form of meditation. It's, I think it's okay. it's really valuable. Um, but before we go, I just wanted to um, first I'm thanking you for your time. Thank you. I'm bowing. I'm bowing. I'm bowing. And now I'm saying I want. I wanted to thank you, uh, and I want to thank Chezan, who's there, who gave me what became maybe my favorite joke that's on my album, uh, because uh, when he was coming to visit New York, so I, 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 I just share this joke with people, you've probably heard it already, but, but it's worth repeating, I think. Excellent. So I, I say, you know, uh, I tried, a friend of mine who's a, a Zen monk, he said he's coming to New York, uh, can, can I stay with you? I said, absolutely, what are you doing in New York? He said... Uh, I'm coming to give a talk on on um, on the uh, on the bardo. I said, "Oh, that's great! That's great! Yeah, you could definitely come stay. What's the bardo?" He said, "Well, the bardo is it's the state you dwell in when your life is over, but before you're completely dead." I said, "Oh, you mean Florida?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did hear that before. Like that. That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, I have to thank. Chazon for birthing that, you that, birthed that. Uh, based on a true story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Okay. Um, miss you, love you, and love I you appreciate too. you. And miss thank you, love you. Thank you very you. much for taking a little time uh, with us. Thank you for including us. Thank you so much.